Hello, everybody. It's Josh Williams here. Before we begin today's show, I want to take a moment to offer our thoughts and prayers to all those who have been fighting the COVID-19 virus and for all those who have been affected, which is practically all of us. Given the nature of our show is to interview athletes, both former and current, I'd be remiss not to say anything at all, given the sports world has been deeply affected by the coronavirus outbreak. To all of you and your families out there, be safe. Secondly, March is Women's History Month, and here on this show, we'll be featuring two females who may or may not have played sports, but rest assured, have a story to tell. And let me tell you, they are just at the starting line, with already having accomplished so much. As always, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to The Longest Road with yours truly, Josh Williams. This isn't your average sports show. No, this is a sports storytelling show. Growing up as a kid, my grandfather would share stories upon stories of these larger-than-life sports figures. Stories of interactions with Muhammad Ali and Elvis Presley, watching Barry Sanders and Walter Payton in person, and even seeing Dick Buckus hit someone so hard that he killed a man. I was enamored. His best friend, neighbor, was a former NFL player who took my grandfather to NFL alumni events where these moments and stories became lessons that these larger-than-life figures are people too. He once told me that instead of asking for an autograph, to ask them a question. Now these questions are the bridge from larger than life to everyday you and I. And just like my grandfather did with me, I want to share these stories with you. Ladies and gentlemen, the journey starts now. Welcome to The Longest Road. Today I'm joined by one of our very own Michiana's Morning News co-host, Brooklyn Beatty. Hailing from WoWo in Fort Wayne, she's MNC's first female anchor. She's also been making a name for herself here in South Bend already. Brooklyn, thank you for joining us. How it's are good you to today? be here. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. I've, you've had a busy day already just coming <sighs> off the morning show and doing a tons of other things that you do after the morning show. What's it all been like? Oh my gosh, I feel like from the moment I step out of the studio, I'm still running around and you walked in on me earlier and you're like, you look sweaty. And I'm like, oh, I've had a busy morning so far. She so. does have a very uh, solicitified glisten about her today. <laughs> you know what? It's just my natural glow. <laughs> <laughs> She's very happy to be doing what she does. Uh, and so far, she took over this role as co-anchor in, what, August of 2019? Oh, no. It's actually, it was back in November, November. of 2019. Yeah. Um, so I started working for MNC in September, September 9th, I want to say. It was wow. my first day here. I already worked for the company before, like you said, on WoWo. But my first day in this building was September 9th. But then it was a couple months later that I started co-hosting the morning show. Before that, I was just doing the afternoons. Afternoons? And yeah. how was that like, doing traffic? You were doing it with uh, a little bit Casey of... Casey Hendrickson. I was the news anchor for his program. So it was like every 30 minutes at the top and the bottom is of the hour. And that was actually something I was already really used to. So it was easy transition for me because before I... Did that position, I came from WoWo, where I was the afternoon anchor on the Pat Miller program. It was the exact same thing, just a different host. So <laughs> nice. not too bad. And I actually knew I knew Casey already because it's through the same company. So we'd met a couple times. So it was a lot of familiarity, kind of uh, held off the nerves a little bit for, for sure. you. Good. For sure. Good. Um, so first uh, thing that we want to highlight is, you know, it's Women's History Month, month of March. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very, very cool and very rare that we get to have a first here in this market and you're a first for MNC, first female mm -hmm. host. What's that like? It's pretty cool. Is it cool yeah. to carry the torch? I definitely never thought I would be in this position this early in my life because I still feel like I'm really young and inexperienced. I feel like I'm learning every day, but it's all new every single day. It's, you know, we're especially working in news. You never know what you're going to get when you walk in the door and what's what happened overnight or over the weekend, but 
it's pretty good. Early mornings are still hard to adjust to. I get up at 3 a.m. Because like like you said, I work in South Bend, Mishawaka, but I live in Middlebury. So it's a 38-minute drive. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So early mornings. So it starts at 3 Your day starts at 3 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Alarm goes off. Uh, I have to get up, get ready, let the dog out, pack my lunch, all that stuff that early in the morning. And I get here about 4.30. I think a lot of listeners, too, of the morning show wanted to know, are you a meal prepper? Sometimes I'm more of a snack prepper. Snack That's my, prepper. it sounds kind of weird. Okay. But for me since I only work, you know, early mornings and then I'm usually out of here by noon, I try to eat lunch when I get back home. So, every Sunday, I go to the grocery store and I pick up my snacks and I like to come home. This is like a Sunday tradition for me. <laughs> I like to come home and I cut them up and put them in individual bags. So because I get up so early, I like to just grab my stuff and go in the morning. So I like will cut up my celery or prepackage whatever I need to prepackage. Yeah. So it's not really meals, but it's snacks. Healthy snack eater. Yeah. Another person that was in the newsroom, they were like, wow, you eat so healthy. And I'm like, that's what I'm striving to do. So I appreciate it. I'm glad somebody noticed. Well, I can testify that uh, filling in on the uh, morning show as sports anchor, you've pulled out the blue box that I think that's where you carry all of your, well, blue lunchbox. It's an MNC lunchbox, actually. Let's be be clear here. We have to make sure that it's clear. Okay. My apologies. I have been corrected. Um, but so I think that kind of leads us into maybe starting at the beginning. Uh, you know, obviously you're from Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. so a lot of folks up here don't know who you are yet. Yeah. So let's let everyone know who you are. Okay. So let's lay all this out on the table. I was born and raised in Fort Wayne, literally my whole life. Um, and I was always kind of really into like reading and writing and things like that. So I kind of thought maybe I would go into that kind of field at some point, but I didn't really know. And then. I ended up going to Indiana Indiana University in Bloomington. So that was like the first time I ever lived outside of Fort Wayne. What was that like? Awesome. Yeah. I love every moment of IU. Obviously, I don't miss like the studying and the tests and stuff, but I really want to go back and visit because my sister was just there visiting a friend and I was like, I felt like a piece of me was missing, you know, because it became home for four years. It was so great. I've met some of my best friends through there, you know, typical college life. And the weird thing is, this is super weird. I actually went into college wanting to be an optometrist. (laughs) I know. What? (laughs) Considering where I am now, it's like, how did that even happen? But I was super into optometry my senior year of high school. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. But I didn't really account for the fact that I'd have to take like four years of all science classes in college. Oh, no. Yeah. And I like optometry, but I don't like the basic fundamentals of science. Like, I just was never good at that stuff. Forget about it. And so as soon as I got to college and was looking at the kind of stuff I would have to take in my coursework, I was like, I need to reevaluate because this is not realistic for me. So um, it was actually my or my freshman year of college. I took a random journalism class just to see, you know, I like writing. I like reading. Let's see what this is about. And I loved it. I was getting like A pluses on all my papers. It was just going so well for me. So I was like, oh, let's see if I can do some more of this. So I took a couple more classes and I think it was like either the middle or the end of my freshman year, I decided to major in journalism. And then I think it was a couple more years before I decided broadcast was the way I wanted to go. But this was kind of weird too. I was for sure, I like I thought for sure I was going to do TV um, journalism and be an anchor on a morning show for a, like a TV station. So the fact that I'm in radio is so crazy. <laughs> I go from being an optometrist to a TV anchor to where I am now. And I love what I'm, where I am now, but it was not what I planned for. Um, but that's the best though, right? Yeah. I mean, right. I love it. But it was between my junior and my senior year of college that I got an internship at WoWo. In Fort Wayne. And that's kind of how my radio profession began because I was kind of just applying there on a whim because my dad is a huge WoWo fan. 
And I was also like super into, you know, I wanted an internship through some kind of journalism for that year. And he actually was the one that was like, hey, you should just apply and see what happens. And I was like, well, I never really considered radio, but let's try it. So I applied and I got it. And it was crazy because I was an intern there for a few months where I was just, you know, shadowing people and learning the styles sure. of how yeah. they wrote news and, you know, what the basics were for just going on air. But I was never really doing anything like important yet because I'm just an intern. And then at the end of my internship, it was like the last month, an opening opened up for the traffic anchor and they were still looking for like a full-time person. So they asked if me, the intern, could be the traffic reporter. And I was like, okay. Oh, you're all about it. I yeah. Bet. yeah. So it was crazy it. because I was Your like. Your face even right now got so lit. <laughs> so it was crazy because as an intern, I was kind of working as like a part of the staff at the end. And um, that's kind of how it all began. I loved wow. it. It was early mornings again. For the first, you know, for that for what that time month, did that start? we same thing. It was five to nine a.m. Just like we are here. So I think I got there around four thirty, four forty-five, and it, I was every ten minutes I would have to go on the mic and tell everyone what the traffic, you know, if there were crashes, if there was, you know, road blockages, whatever they were. It was really easy for me because I grew up in Fort Wayne, so I know all the roads already. Oh, oh, yeah, wow, I lucked cheating. out. That's cheating. <laughs> here, I don't think I would do such a good job, and yeah, people would probably be like, "That's not how you say that road." Let's put you in Tommy's seat right now. Oh, see how you I could do. never. So. That's kind of how it all began. And then I still considered, you know, doing radio after that. When I went back for my senior year, I was like, oh, I kind of liked that. Like, maybe I'll consider it. I still kind of wanted to do, wanted to do TV, but I was like, oh, radio is an option. And then as soon as I graduated, Wowo actually called me and they were like, we have a full-time position open as the traffic person. Like, do you want to come back? Wow. And I was like, yeah, because this wasn't even the end of the year yet. I hadn't even graduated. And so I already had a full-time job before I graduated, like knowing exactly where I was going to go. That's amazing. So it was such a weight off my shoulders. I think that was like in January and I graduated in May. So for that four months where all my friends were like trying to figure out where they were going to go, I'm like, well, I already have my job. Yeah, <laughs> so, you, you had it easy, right? Yeah, and I knew everybody already. For the most part, I think there were a couple new people that came in between the time that I left as an intern and came back as a full-time person. But for the most part, it was just like going back to back home like where i already knew i ba- moved back in with my parents so i had that i didn't have to worry about you know finding a new place to live or right right yeah so looking at that freshman year where you're taking that 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 journalism class and there's something about it that's uh was it just the grades getting a good grade on it that well, was like you know hey all right maybe this is an easy way to please my parents get a good no, gpa no. and then like hey not fail out of college okay i don't want to sound like it's okay if that's what it was, bratty, right? But like, I've always been good at school. I've never okay. really struggled okay. besides science, and that's why I dropped out of uh, optometry. Fair enough. But for the most part, I feel like I've always been decent at school, especially like English and stuff. So it wasn't really the grades, but it was more of the fact that like I was excelling, but I was also really enjoying it at the same time. Like I actually enjoyed going to that class. I liked talking to the professor. I liked all the things that he were te- he was teaching me. And I feel like when I was undecided, all my other classes that were I was taking, I was kind of like, okay, they're not bad, but it is whatever, you know, it's another class, but I felt like I was actually really enjoying what I was doing. So that's kind of why I decided, okay, this is the route I'm going to take. Let's see how it goes. It's going well, I guess. <laughs> so, and obviously it went really well because here you go, uh, you're at Wobo, you're getting the full-time job now. Well, what is that whole process like now building your name, your reputation up there? Because obviously, even though you're a homebody from that area. It's still going to take a little bit of time to put your name out there to let people know that you are the trusted source for their traffic direction. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just a matter of how long you're on air. Cause obviously when you're new to it, 
people don't know who you are. It's not that they don't trust you, but they don't really know your name yet and your brand and what you stand for. Um, I also had the, you know, I was on one of the best stations in Fort Wayne, but not only that, I had the best like host, Charlie Butcher. He was a huge name in Fort Wayne. He unfortunately passed away in August of 2018, but I was so, so lucky to work with him for the amount of time I did because he was the kind of host that I was so new to it and he could tell that I was nervous and a little inexperienced. And every single time that he felt like there was something I could improve on, he would literally, because there was this, um, a window between the newsroom and where he was sitting and he would motion for me to come into his room and he would tell me what I should work on. And I think it helped me so much to grow into who I was. And just to know that like a host of that caliber, like he was one of the biggest names in Fort Wayne for him to like take his time to always teach the intern what he knew and how to make them better. I couldn't, you know, I owe him so much for that. So I definitely give him a lot of um, props to helping him or helping me become who I was. But I think it's just a matter of how long you're on air. Because after a while, people, you know, started calling in. We had this huge contest, actually. It was like, I don't remember what it was called, but I give away traffic mugs. And it was like Brooklyn's traffic tips or whatever. (laughs) And people would have to call in every day and tell me their top tips. And then I would choose the best one that week. Like if it was a major crash that had closures and stuff. And it helped me the most in my reporting. They would get like a WoWo branded travel coffee mug. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah, it was really fun. But it was also a good way for me to meet our listeners because they would call me all the time. So people started realizing, okay, this is who she was. This is who she is. I would start recognizing them. They'd be like, oh, hey, it's, you know, Kevin the trucker. And I'm like, oh, hey, Hey, you know. Hey, pal, how's it going? Exactly. So it it was all about, you know, just being on air and getting to know the listeners. And then... I actually was really blessed enough to end up moving up and becoming the anchor for Pat Miller's show. So then that was a whole new set of listeners because it was in the afternoon versus the mornings. Was that a challenge for you at all? I mean, obviously it is a different set of listeners, but was that a challenge moving? Oh my gosh, it was more nerve-wracking than challenging because even though I was already on air and it was every 10 minutes... It was only like 10 to 15 seconds every 10 minutes. So it was like yeah. a quick, sometimes I'd have nothing to report and I would just come on and be like, hey, traffic's looking great. Just remember this closure. And then I'd get off air and it was so fast. And then with Pat's program, it was every half hour, but it was like six to eight minutes every half hour. So it was a lot more talking and wow. I had more interaction because Pat and I would talk to each other on air. So I'd have to, you know, get used to having discussions. And so <laughs> I remember the first couple of times I was literally shaking because oh, I was like, my oh, my gosh, I'm talking for so long. I hope I don't mess up. But I did get used to it. I mean, well, obviously, here you are now uh, up in South Bend. What was the process like when you made the decision, okay, I'm going to look at uh, maybe going up north? Was it just uh, a job opening that said, hey, you know what, let me take a chance on well, here? okay, so I actually moved here for my significant other. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I started right. dating a guy when I was living in Fort Wayne, Ooh. and then... All we our decided... listeners wants to know who this uh, <laughs> other guy is that's got Miss Brooklyn taken down. Well, we live together, so I would say things are pretty serious. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> She's taken. Um, but yeah, so he wanted to move to Middlebury, like I said. It's like 38 minutes from where we work here in Mishawaka. Um, and so we talked about it for a while, and it was actually a big decision for me because I really, really liked my job at WoWo, but it was kind of one of those things where if I didn't move, we probably weren't going to stay together forever because it... We're just at that point in our lives where we had to figure it out. Right. And my boss at the time Which at sure Wolo. Relatable to a lot of young couples, too, oh, yeah. in case they're listening out there for whatever reason. But yeah, yeah when I you was... start long distance, you never know. Right. And you know, at some point, if you're long distance, someone's going to have to move because you right. can't live your whole life living wherever you're living. And we were living a state away from each other. So, I mean, it was doable, but it was also hard. 
Um, and so I did. I had a sit down meeting meeting with my boss, and I'm like, well, I'm thinking about moving. I was like, I don't know for sure. But here's kind of what's happening. And she, we work for the same company. WoWo and MNC are both under Federated Media. And she was like, all right, well, let's just see. Like, would you, would you want to work in the same company if you had the opportunity? And I'm like, of, of course. You know, I love working in radio. Now, if I, don't, if I don't have that opportunity, I will look elsewhere. But who knows? Right. And we just realized that there was a place for me here at MNC. And my boss and also my co-host, John Zimney, was like, I had already met him multiple times and he was like, we would love to have you. So I kind of inter- interviewed with him and just kind of realized that I could stay within the company. It was such an easy transition. I mean, I miss WoWo, but being able to just move without having to find a new job at a new company and, you know, everything. It was I already knew half the people here. It was great. So uh, I kind of want to jump back a little bit. I saw that you have a minor in music. Is that correct? I do. Okay, so you're a music lover, yes. obviously. Fort Wayne probably has a lot of great concerts that comes down there to the Coliseum and yeah. other places. What would you say probably is your favorite concert ever that you've seen? So right before I moved, actually, I think it was June or July of last year, I got to see Paul McCartney. Uh Uh-oh. And I thought I was going to die inside because (laughs) I am one of the biggest Beatles fans out there. I love them so much. I actually took a class in college on the Beatles and like the whole history of them. And like we got quizzed on, you know, what songs run what album and sang by what person no it was crazy but it was so much fun and that was a perk of being a music minor you got to take fun classes like that sometimes um but i was a huge beatles fan for a long time and then i think it was like a couple years ago now he announced like six or seven months in advance that he was coming to fort wayne and within like two minutes of his announcement going live i got like six text messages from people that were like did you see paul mccartney's coming to fort wayne because i'm such a big fan everyone's like you have to go oh my so gosh. bless my dad's heart he bought his tickets Oh, and I will never forget that. Like, I didn't think that was one of my life goals, being able to see Paul McCartney before he dies because he's like right. 78 years old. So what was the concert like? I mean, obviously, so you're I'm, we understand that you're very excited to go see it. But what was the actual experience um, like being there? Like how as a musician, what's Paul McCartney like? Because you don't become a music minor and not have an appreciation for well, I guess the, the artist himself. The biggest thing I could appreciate about him was even though he was so big when he was like 22 years old. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, he stayed relevant with Wings and his own music. But he sounded just as good, in my opinion, as he did listening to his records from like 1964. Like, it was crazy. Like, That's he's, something you don't hear a lot, though. No, I feel like a lot of times. I mean, granted, you could tell that he's aged in his voice. <laughs> but he was so solid and he sounded so good live and i feel like sometimes when you go to concerts what you hear live is not what you hear on an album true and it felt like it was almost identical especially if it's an ashley simpson concert (laughs) you might be in trouble i can't relate i've never gone to that but (laughs) well it's a audio cd that she lip syncs to oh all right yeah yeah in case you're wondering doesn't sound enjoyable no all right so south bend may not be as big as fort wayne but it's still big enough and has enough to explore around have you and your significant other gotten to explore South Bend yet? Not really. I'm kind of bummed, actually, because I've been living here like over six months. I think it's just the problem of the fact that we live so far from okay. yeah. like I drive 40 minutes to work or whatever. We definitely need to check it out because I feel like Middlebury, it's cute, but there's not really much going on. Well, maybe you should explain to us wh- what Middlebury is because uh, I, I, I'm sure I, most I'm people sh- don't know. I don't. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> I'd never heard of the town before we lived there. And it was funny because we actually looked at living in Elkhart, Goshen and Middlebury um, just because they were all semi close to each other and we needed to move that to that area. But um 
We settled on Middlebury just because, okay, it's a lot of Amish people actually live there. Okay. So the streets are half cars, half buggies, which can be actually kind of cute. But at the same time, if you're stuck on a curve that's a no passing zone, you're going two miles per hour because you can't pass the buggy. So it's kind of. St- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sometimes John will be like, there's a traffic jam in Middlebury. And I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> so that's oh, a huge that's adjustment, especially because I have a lot of friends who live in Fort Wayne. So when they come up from Fort Wayne to Middlebury, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I passed like five buggies on my way to your house. And I'm like, well, welcome to my town. So, but I mean, besides that, they do have a big high school, which we live across from. They have a couple of restaurants. One's called Essen House, which a lot of people do know about that. It's like a home cooked, like Amish kind of style restaurant. It's Amish super peanut good. butter, right? Uh, they, I think they do have that, yeah. Oh, my goodness, yes. But they have all kinds of stuff from, like, they're really known for their, like, bakery and their pies and their bread and things, but they also really? have all kinds of home-cooked meals. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you ever want to drive 10. that way. Uh-oh. Brooklyn's recommendation, 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's Essen really House. good. Um, other than that, we have a grocery store and a McDonald's and some farms <laughs> some farms a lot of farms. Right? a lot of farms it's funny because if you're in my neighborhood though we have such a little suburban neighborhood that's like right outside all the farmland and it's like when you're in the neighborhood you wouldn't think that you're in middlebury and then as soon as you get out to it onto us 20 you're like oh there's not Whoa. much happening here but it doesn't look like it it's so crazy it's two different worlds but i really like it from it's so crazy because i moved from fort wayne which is the, you know the second biggest city in indiana to Middlebury, and I thought I was going to be miserable. Not, you know, miserable living with my boyfriend or whatever, or my work, but just, like, the location. I'm like, I'm going to be so bored. But I actually really like it. It's such a different, you know, atmosphere, and I think it's kind of a nice little change. Well, that's good. Different yeah. is good. Eventually, we'll get you guys up into South Bend and exploring a little bit more. Summer 2020 is here. There's a lot yes. of great things going down in South Bend, as you can see. Yeah, and I think that also helps me. Now, if I worked in Middlebury, too, I think I might be bored. But the fact that I come into town every day, oh, it kind of yes. changes. If yes. I can go I can go shopping here, oh, I can yes. do whatever I need to do. If your four walls were in Middlebury and that's it, yes. Yeah. Uh, this I'm glad be. I don't work from home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we want to give uh, the listeners a chance and even the MNC Morning Show listeners a chance to kind of get to know Brooklyn a little bit. So we're going to ask Brooklyn a couple of questions oh, here. Oh, gosh. That, okay. uh, and she's completely unprepared for any of these questions that come. Um, but first, we'll ask the, I think, a more down-to-earth real one is if you could probably pick your Mount Rushmore of Brooklyn, Beatty, what would you do? Like what do? kind of what kind of people would I put on it? Well, I mean, who would your Mount Rushmore of, of of Brooklyn be? Like, who would you say your your greatest attributions go to? Um, like, it could be your parents, could be the people. Yeah, like you said uh, um, Charlie Butcher. See, Boom. yeah, I would definitely put him up there because he still inspires me to yeah. this day. Um, definitely, my parents. They have helped me so much. I mean, they've always been really supportive of supportive of me, especially mom and mom. I'm so close to my mom. I talk to her almost every day, even though we live far away now. That was a big thing for her, me moving. Is that I was tough, only by moving, the way? I was only moving an hour and a half. You would think it wouldn't be Still that though. big of a deal, but she Mother definitely cried. Relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but we keep in touch. She's actually coming up this Saturday to hang out and meet my dog Aww. for the first time. <gasps> you got and a new I, dog? I did. Uh-oh. Yes. What's, just what kind of dog did you Last get? Wednesday, I got a... Bulldog Terrier Mix. I adopted her, actually, from the South Penn Animal Resource Center. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, she's adoption. so cute. She's just a puppy, only seven months old. Way to rescue. I try my best. Oh. So, yeah, my parents, Charlie Butcher. I mean, my sisters are up there. I have two little sisters I'm two super sisters. close with. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No brothers? No brothers, just sisters. Oh, you had my poor easy. dad, right? <laughs> He's got a wife and three girls. Well, you had it easy, but, yeah, your dad had it pretty rough. Yeah, he did. 
Um, all right, so that that does the Mount Rushmore there. Um, if you could pick a nickname for yourself, what would that nickname be? Oh no, I've never really had a nickname. Oh, Is that weird? Yes, it's very weird. Yeah, I mean, even my my name being Brooklyn, you'd think people would shorten it to Brooke. People really don't, and I've never really told people to. And if they do call me that, I don't stop them. But at the same time. I don't even know how to answer that question because I've never had a nickname. Well, I don't know, but I, I would assume that if you ever were to come a, across, you know, hosting your own show, I would hope that your theme song would be Oh no. The Beastie Boys. Don't Stop Till Brooklyn. Is that what it is? is, that what or? It is? Yeah, Don't Stop Till Brooklyn. Something like Yeah, there's another song out there I used to really love when I was in middle school because I thought it was really cool. It was called like Ain't Nothing But a Brooklyn Girl, and it was about girls oh, from Brooklyn, New God. York. And I thought I was really special, even though I knew it wasn't about me, but I still <laughs> loved it. I think it was my MySpace song when I was like 14. Yes, you have to bring that back. Yeah, I should, I, that, that should back. be like my theme song. I think it should, at least for like the first like you know month or two of your yeah. show. Absolutely. Okay, next question. Your favorite book. You said you're a reader. Yeah. What would be your favorite book? And it's a two-parter. Who would be your favorite author? Okay, um, this is a hard question because I love reading. And the first thing that pops in my head, even though I feel like this is a really basic answer, is Harry Potter. Wow. I love Harry Potter. Wow, you set me up for that. What? I said it was basic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be disappointed. <laughs> I love Harry Potter, but I'm not going to choose it as my favorite book. Oh, thank goodness. It's actually one I read this year. It's called Girl, Wash Your Face. Girl, Wash Your Face. By Rachel Hollis. Was this a, uh, like a pre-coronavirus uh, <laughs> disclaimer? Like, yeah. You know what? <laughs> that was before coronavirus, but I feel like it holds true even more yeah. now. It wasn't even about that. It's actually just about, it's like a self-help motivational book. And it helped me so much. I didn't even know I really needed it, but I had a couple people recommend it to me. So it was like really? a book I asked for for Christmas and I got from my family. And it just talks about like how to be the best you and... It kind of helps you realize what your goals are because she asks you questions in it that kind of make you think about yourself and what you want to accomplish. And it gives advice on like how to achieve them and how to move forward and maybe how to write them down. So, you you know, what you're actually striving toward. And I feel like after I read that book, I saw my life totally different. And actually, a friend of mine just got her first full time like big girl job a couple months ago and I bought it and sent it to her because I was like, this is such a good book for anybody, especially girls. I mean, guys can read it, too, but she talks about like women a lot in it so i feel like it's more aimed toward girls girls starting their jobs are like around our age that are like really starting to grow and build a name for themselves or you know even if it's just you know you want to start a family or you're focusing on family life or whatever it is it's helps you kind of move forward and realize what you want so i hope you know that's part what makes you such an electrifying character up here in south bend is the fact that you now get to become that beacon for young females mm -hmm. or females are your age that say, okay, I'm in the same spot. What do I do? But yeah. then they see you out here doing this, doing your thing and making things happen and making changes to your life. And even though your life wasn't one way here, but a book came along and inspired you to do yeah. this. What's if you're your listening to this and you're looking for a good book to read, I recommend it. And she also has a second one, which I also read called girl, stop apologizing. Same kind of thing, but it kind of highlights more in her life and what she did. The but Elizabeth Warren book, right? No, no. <laughs> Rachel Hollis. I'm like, wait, what? No. <laughs> Girl, stop apologizing, right? <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I would definitely say those. And then I have another favorite author. Her name's Leanne Moriarty. She just has a bunch of random like fictional books, but I've read them all and they're awesome. So recommend her too. Brooklyn's book club. I think that's I something you, I love, that you need to like put together on the MNC website, right? Like, yeah. Brooklyn's book club. That could be a thing. Yeah. I mean, if you're into like either self-help or like kind of fictional funny books it's 2020 who's not into self true right true all right so last question that i'll ask you though 
is what are some of your favorite hobbies and are you looking to add any new hobbies in 2020 yes i'll start with the old i love exercising actually um i was i used to do it a lot like way back a couple years ago when i lived in fort wayne i used to go to the gym like every single day when you had time right when i had time and then I kind of got away from it when I moved to Middlebury because there's no gym. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I want to drive 30 minutes. No. Is there really no gym? I mean, I think there actually is one. Like, not, come on. It's just really. I it, saw a family okay. video get turned into a gym one. Here's the thing I'm a Planet Fitness gal, and they didn't have a Planet Fitness. And that's what I had the, you know, I had the black card. Oh, yes. So I could go tanning or Exclusive. get the massages or whatever. And they didn't have one of those. And the closest one was in Goshen. So I kind of just stopped because I'm like, I don't want to drive 20 minutes, 25 minutes to go. Because oh, the one that was right next rough. to my, the one I went to in Fort Wayne was like two minutes from my apartment. So I was really spoiled. And I got used to that. And so it wasn't keeping up with my expectations. But <laughs> I will say I got back into it. I haven't been doing it lately because I got injured working out. But I was doing, I know. What happened? I was like getting so good and I was working out like four times a week and then I pulled my knee and I've been out of now. That's been terrible. So hopefully I can get back into that. But that's one hobby. Uh, I like scrapbooking actually. Scrapbooking. I kind of forced myself to like it because I like taking pictures and I started filling up my phone and my computer with way too many photos. I'm just the person that's always documenting things. Like, if there's something happening, chances are I'm taking a picture of it. Oh, my gosh. And so I was like, what can I do with all these pictures? Because they're just taking up space. And I feel like there needs to be some outcome for all these pictures. So I think it was like four or five months ago now. I went out and bought like all the stuff I need to start scrapbooking. And I started going to town. And now I got like half a scrapbook filled with pictures. And... I'm working on it. When I have free time, I like to add to it. But So you're a Hobby Lobby uh, freaking flyer. Michael's, My, oh, actually. Okay, I'm sorry. Whoa, there's I've a huge difference. I've never been to a Hobby Lobby. See, and that's what I'm talking about, folks. There's a huge <laughs> difference. You're either a Hobby Lobby person or a Michael's. And if you're a guy and you say that to a girl, you better rectify yourself real quick, okay? <laughs> I'm glad you understand. <laughs> no, believe me. As soon as you said that, I was like, nope. Yeah. And then for new hobbies, I was like, okay, Start of 2020, I feel like I need to do something other than what I'm doing. Like, I love my job, but I feel like it wasn't really pushing me like I needed to be pushed. Like, I mean, yeah, waking up early and going to work and reporting the news, it's hard. Are you talking more philanthropy-like type of work? I just felt like I needed a a little bit more of a challenge. So I'm starting a podcast, and that's going to be my new hobby. Yes. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yes. What, Brooklyn's Book Club? No, but I feel like that's a really good idea now since you mentioned it. I'm like, dang it, I already have my podcast and I you're making me think a little bit. But this podcast though, I'm so excited. Come on, you're yes. leaving me on the edge here. It's called Grownish. Grownish. Yeah. And it's just about people that are I don't want to choose a specific age because anybody can listen to it. But it's kind of aimed toward people like around my age, like 25 to 35 years old, kind of starting out figuring out their lives. Yeah. And just like, you know, I feel like I'm at that point in my life where a lot of things are changing, but in a good way, just in big ways. Like I have right. a, you know, a serious big girl job now. I live in a home, not an apartment with a roommate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just feel like a lot of things are happening in my life. And so I was like kind of brainstorming because I've been wanting to start a podcast for a long time, but I just didn't really know what to start it on. And I'm like, well, this is what's happening with me. And I feel like if this is what's happening with me, it's probably happening to a lot of people. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so the whole point of it is just kind of figuring things out and, you know, 
I, I actually just recorded my first episode. It's not edited yet, but oh, it was recorded. Congratulations. Thank because you. Because getting that first one off is huge. It feels good. Oh, good. Because I was good. stressed out. Even yeah. though I had all these ideas written down, actually getting it out and saying it all, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. As soon as I opened the door to the studio, I felt like all the stress has come out of the <laughs> out of this room when she recorded that. I'm telling you. I did. I feel like I needed that breath of fresh air yeah, because oh, it was like an hour of me <laughs> trying to grind it out. But the first episode is just about setting goals, actually, because I feel like that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now and just how I can improve myself because I am going through all these big changes. Um, So I talk about setting goals and then I talk about journaling actually because I'm starting this part of my podcast. I'm going to do a here's what's trending segment of it every every two weeks. I think I'm going to release it. And just kind of what's a big topic in like the adult world right now. And I feel like a lot of people are talking about journaling and like the benefits of it. So I talk about that. So those are the two big topics, but I'm also... I want to talk about like home ownership and car ownership and getting a pet for the first time. That's not your parents that you're like, oh, this is my dog, but it's actually your parents' dog. You know, yes. this is my first time owning a pet of my own. So things like that. A real dog. It's not my parents. I promise. I know, exactly. It's like I paid for it myself. I'm the one buying the all pet. the food. Like, exactly. So that's what it's going to be about. This is exciting. Yeah. Oh I don't have gosh. an official launch date yet, but I will soon. Okay. So things are going to be coming up soon with that. Yeah. Where can folks find you? Just social social media media. right now. Absolutely. Um, I hope that's social media, yeah. Yeah, I have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all literally just at Brooklyn Beatty. No spaces, no underscores, anything like that. Just just my name. Just the name. And that's how you can find me. All right, so what's next? I mean, obviously the podcast, but 2020, I mean, this is going to be a big year for you. Uh, What are the expectations? What should the uh, listeners... Should we have a part two come up when uh, you have finally launched your podcast? If and you want. I think we should because this was a lot of fun. S- cross promote. And I think we need to maybe cross promote the uh, new edition of the book club. Yeah, I mean, if that starts, for sure. You want to join my book, book club? club? We can have a book club together. Boom. We'll do an episode. You want to read a book about Girl, Wash Your Face? Yes, because <laughs> I feel like this could be very helpful with the coronavirus. It could. Wash your hands for sure. That's what everybody's saying. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Brooklyn, for taking the time to join us here on The Longest Road. It's been a pleasure, and we're looking forward to everything that comes with this. And Gronish, I'm so excited to hear the first episode. Uh, Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun. You've been listening to The Longest Road with Josh Williams on Podcast by Federated Media. If you'd like to recommend a guest, find the Contact Us link in the description and let us know. Until next time, thank you for listening and I'll see you down the longest road. by Federated Media Podcasts by Federated Media